thank you for downloading the Kol Hadash podcast. Kol Hadash is a humanistic Jewish congregation located in Chicago's North Shore suburb of Highland Park. The following episode is a recording of Rabbi Shalom's 5778 Rosh Hashanah morning sermon recorded on September 21st, 2017, entitled Judaism Says. For more information about Rabbi Shalom, Kol Hadash, and humanistic Judaism, visit kolhadash.com. What is American food? Is American food New Orleans Creole, pizza, Tex-Mex, hamburgers and hot dogs, fried chicken and grits, a California sushi roll? These are all American food, even though they are very different from each other. What is Jewish food? My father's family comes from Syria. And their Middle Eastern Jewish food includes mujadra and ijib adunes and kibbeh, using spices like turmeric and cumin. It looks and tastes nothing like bagels or kugel. For Hanukkah, East European Jews eat potato pancakes. Sephardic Jews eat jelly donuts. You can decide which you prefer. My father's family made Passover haroset with dates. My mother's family made theirs with apples. Same holiday. Same root culture, different tastes. We know that Jewish people are individualistic and questioning. Two Jews, three opinions. Why do people assume there is one Judaism? This High Holidays, we are trying to improve the world one phrase at a time. We do not demand that everyone follow our speech code. We are raising the bar for ourselves. Last night, we saw that post-truth is not a reality to accept passively. It is a challenge to confront, to know when many truths are possible, and to resist when there are right and wrong facts. All those facts are to the best of our knowledge, based on available evidence. But 99% certain is pretty certain. To the best of my knowledge, there is nothing that all Jews believe. All Jews can't even agree on who counts for all Jews. If you ever hear categorical statements like Jews believe, or Jewish tradition demands, or simply Judaism says, this is an educational opportunity. Which Jews? Which Jewish tradition? When and where? Jews have been polytheists, monotheists, Buddhists, and secular humanists. In the Bible, the father determined whether a child would be Jewish. In rabbinic Judaism, it's the mother. In Israel's law of return, one grandparent or even a Jewish spouse is enough to be admitted to the Jewish state, though not enough to be officially Jewish for the Orthodox chief rabbinate. Some Jews have believed in reincarnation. Other Jews have believed in resurrection and a world to come. Still others believed in a Hades-like underworld And today, many Jews believe that this life is the only life we get. Groups that an anthropologist would call Judaism can be male chauvinist or egalitarian, isolationist or integrationist, Jewish supremacist or universalist. This very room represents a diversity of Jewish opinion, Jewish ritual practice, and Jewish experience, including supportive family members who themselves are not Jewish. And we are no more than one degree of separation removed 
from religious West Bank settlers, ex-Jews who have rejected any kind of Jewish identity, and every variety of Jew, Jewish, or Jewish among our family and friends. This diversity is not news to anyone paying attention to Jewish life. So why do people keep saying Judaism says? Perhaps it's simply not knowing any different. They've always been taught that Judaism says X, so that's what they repeat. Sometimes there are dominant ideas among Jews today, or at least the Jews they have experienced. So they extrapolate from all the Jews I know to Judaism as a whole and for all time. Sometimes Judaism says is a claim to authority. It's another way to say, do what I say. And there is a temptation to claim that your religious tradition endorses your personal choices. It's avoiding cognitive dissonance. I am Jewish and happy to be Jewish, and I have my values, and I may not want to admit that sometimes my Jewish inheritance conflicts with my values. Whether it has to do with intermarriage or homosexuality or transgender identity, Judaism is a long and rich creative tradition. You can find just about any episode or one-off statement that is more open, even if the dominant trend is rejection. The rejectionist cannot say unambiguously, Judaism says to reject you. But the progressive also cannot say, Judaism is always welcoming and accepting. Recently, I officiated at an intermarriage, and we used the groom's great-grandfather's silver kiddish cup. His mother wrote him an email that he forwarded to me explaining the story of the cup, when it came over from Russia, and so on. And she included a note saying, your great-grandfather would be so proud of you. I thought to myself, I'm co-officiating this wedding with a Catholic priest. He's marrying a very blonde woman of Lithuanian background who herself teaches in a Catholic school. I'm not so sure his reaction would have been pride. We like to highlight our positive inheritance, but sometimes we have to acknowledge the difference between then and now. This honesty applies beyond Judaism, of course. One may appreciate the courage of a Civil War ancestor who fought to defend his home state against the Yankees, but the Confederacy was also dedicated to brutal slavery. The Mississippi Declaration of Secession says explicitly, our position is thoroughly identified with the institution of slavery. Texas's declaration makes the racism explicit. We hold as undeniable truths that the governments of the various states and of the Confederacy itself were established exclusively by the white race for themselves and their posterity, that the African race had no agency in their establishment, that they were rightfully held and regarded as an inferior and dependent race, and in that condition only could their existence in this country be rendered beneficial or tolerable. Whatever flag became the flag of that cause cannot be my flag. Whoever fought for that cause may have fought bravely and is in my history, but he cannot be my hero. History is also complicated for Yankees. Before Philip Sheridan was an army base or a Metro train stop, Sheridan was a Civil War hero in the US Army. He then went on to pacify the Plains Indians by encouraging the slaughter of four million bison to starve them out, supposedly saying, the only good Indian is a dead Indian. That's Philip Sheridan. American values are the Declaration of Independence and Native American expulsion and genocide and separation of religion and government and racism and slavery. They are all as American as apple pie. 
They are all what America says. To be honest, even Judaism itself does not claim Judaism says. In the Bible, who speaks for Judaism? The kings of Israel or the prophets who criticize them? When the rabbis interpreted the Bible, they would say, Shivim panim la Torah, there are 70 faces to the Torah. Or Devar Acher, another interpretation, as they gave multiple understandings of the very same verse. The Bible, the Mishnah, and the Talmud, who are, which are attempts to collect and codify and clarify Jewish law, they preserve the debates of the rabbinic academy, much like a minority opinion on the Supreme Court of this country in one era can become the majority opinion in later generations. Minority becomes minority as ideas change. The standard Talmud page includes voices from many centuries, all arranged around each other and arguing, if I had been there, I would have said this. In the 16th century, a Sephardic rabbi in the land of Israel wrote a code of Jewish law to define exactly what to do without all the arguing. It was called the Shulchan Aruch, the set table. And then an Ashkenazi rabbi in Poland wrote a commentary on the set table to explain how European Jews did things differently. His work was called the tablecloth. <laughs> all of this disagreement is centuries before the explosion of Jewish varieties 200 years ago into today. Judaism says, which Judaism, which Jews? We sometimes hear that what unites Jews are three pillars, God, Torah, Israel. I find that nothing divides Jews as much as God, Torah, and Israel. Judaism says you should believe in one God. Or was it many gods? The Noah's story in Genesis mentions the sons of God hooking up with daughters of men. And even the Ten Commandments say, you will have no other gods before me. There may be other gods, but they have to sit in the back of the bus. Or maybe you redefine your one God to fit the space you have left after science. Medieval rabbi Maimonides accepted so much Aristotle that his God lost his mighty hand, his outstretched arm, his jealousy, and his love. Modern rabbi Harold Kushner writing after the Holocaust and his own personal tragedy of a child dying young, Kushner could no longer believe in a God who could have helped but did not. And so Kushner's God cheers from the sidelines but cannot intervene on the field except through human beings. Those who want to motivate Jewish social action from a liberal religious perspective believe in a partner God who works with the Jewish people and all people for good rather than commanding the Jews, choosing the Jews, or judging the Jews. And some Jews have concluded that in the absence of divine intervention, we need to solve our problems ourselves. The Jewish socialists and Zionists who said, fix it here, fix it now, they were also giving Jewish answers to this question. There's a famous story of a rabbi hearing multiple sides to an argument, and he says to one, you are right, and he says to the other, you are right. An observer comments, they can't both be right, and he says to the observer, you too are right. <laughs> all of these theologies cannot all be right, but they can all be Jewish. So don't tell me the one message that Judaism says about a God. What do we mean by Torah? Is it a specific law, the Torah of burnt offerings? Is it the first five books of the Hebrew Bible, the Torah of Moses? Does Torah mean the entire Hebrew Bible, all the Jewish writing that was supposedly revealed? Does Torah mean the so-called oral Torah, 
rabbinic interpretation that claims continuity with earlier sources? Is Torah, any Jewish teaching, even tangentially tied to these sources, since Torah and Morah, teacher, share a Hebrew root? If every Jewish teaching is Torah, no matter how non-traditional, I'm not sure Torah means anything. Some terms are used so often for so many things they have lost all meaning. Vintage, gourmet, artisanal. What do they mean anymore? My point is not who's right or wrong with what they call Torah. My point is there is no Jewish consensus on what Torah is. And this is before we argue about who wrote it and when and why and whether it still has authority over our lives. And as for Israel uniting the Jewish people, well, I might not need to say much more. Who counts as part of Am Yisrael, the Jewish people? It depends which Jews you ask and where. I'll point out that the American reform movement's decision to accept those with Jewish fathers as Jewish does not even apply to reform Judaism in other countries, even in Canada. We in secular humanistic Judaism accept as Jewish anyone who chooses to identify with the history, culture, and future of the Jewish people, whatever their personal descent. Now, if Israel means the modern state of Israel, that can be just as divisive. How should Israel balance its identities as both Jewish and democratic? What should its boundaries be? Should it be the historic Eretz Israel, the land of Israel? Or should it be the political boundaries of a sustainable Medinat Israel, a state of Israel? When should Israel be defended? And when are its actions indefensible? And does Israel's leadership support us as much as it wants our support? Is there one Jewish answer to any of these questions? Of course not. The organization, if not now, which wants an immediate end to West Bank occupation, proclaims that Judaism tells us to love the stranger. Religious Zionism swears that Judaism decreed all of Judea and Samaria, what's called the West Bank, to be the promised land, ours by divine decree and patriarchal history, and we can never give it up. And rabbis for human rights, which doesn't care about borders as long as human rights are respected, declares, Judaism says to love your neighbor as yourself and that we are all created in the same image. We may disagree which of these answers is politically, strategically, or morally right. Maybe they cannot all be right, but they are all what Judaism says. There's a more vital issue than trying to define or impose what Judaism says. Is anyone listening? Rabbi Joseph Hertz, a past chief rabbi of the United Kingdom, once said, far more calamitous than religious differences in Jewry is religious indifference in Jewry. The more people who insist that Judaism is what I say it is, and not what you think it could be, the fewer people will be left in the tent. We often list the denominations of Judaism in descending order of validity. Orthodox, conservative, reform, miscellaneous. <laughs> Even though miscellaneous is now the second largest group in American Judaism. We sometimes hear them described as streams of Judaism, as if they come from one common source. But maybe a better approach is to think of them as flavors. Consider the example of bagels. When I was growing up, there were basically four flavors of bagel. Egg, plain, raisin, and salt. That was about it. Just like there were only a few varieties of Judaism. Orthodox, conservative, reform, maybe reconstructionist. Now today, there are many varieties of bagel flavors when you go into a bagel store. There's Asiago cheese, and blueberry, and chocolate chip. 
And sometimes people go into the store and say, that's not really a bagel. They're arguing over whether it's really a bagel or not if it has chocolate chips in it. But the same is true for Jewish life. There are many more varieties out there, and some people will say, that's not really a Judaism. But the more varieties of bagel or of being Jewish, the more ways people can enjoy that part of who they are. In fact, there are so many varieties of bagel this day, we can ask if a bagel is exclusively a Jewish food anymore. Bagels are Jewish food if they have Jewish meaning to you. There are all kinds of Jewish food, all kinds of Jewish tastes, and most importantly, you cannot argue about taste. Which flavor of Judaism tastes right to you? There are many Jewish recipes from all over the world influenced by all kinds of cultures. Judaism says many things. A more productive approach is to take it personally. My Judaism says. Your Judaism may be different, but it's all in the family. As our former Hebrew teacher, David Steiner, may his memory be a blessing, used to joke, I have Maimonides and you have your Maimonides. <laughs> Saying goodbye to Judaism says is a first step toward a vibrant and diverse Jewish future. The next step, which we will turn to on Yom Kippur, is to forbid another phrase which we would never miss, bad Jew. It's not just a phrase that others use to criticize us. We sometimes use it on ourselves. And what does that mean? To hear more about eliminating bad Jew, you need to be a good Jew or a supportive family member and return on Yom Kippur evening <laughs> or catch the rerun on the Kol Hadash podcast. We have a vital voice to add to the chorus of what Judaism says. It's important for the truth, but it's also important for the Jewish future and for humanity. I had a couple come into my office once for a wedding. The bride had a non-Jewish mother and a Jewish father, but she had been raised in a Reformed congregation. Her mother had converted when she was in high school. She had stayed involved in Jewish life post-bat mitzvah through her youth group years into college when she went into a Hillel building and was told, oh, you don't count. She was told the wrong parent was Jewish. It wasn't Jewish enough for somebody else. This is the self-appointed ethnic bouncer who told her to get lost. But she still identified as Jewish. She came to me for a wedding. She wanted a rabbi to officiate it. They planned to have Jewish children and create a Jewish home. Some people said to her, Judaism says, not you. My Judaism said to her, I'm sorry for that, and welcome, and thank you for persevering, and mazel tov on finding love. Today, my Judaism wishes all of you the Shana Tova, a happy and healthy new year. This podcast was produced by Ken Burke on behalf of Rabbi Shalom and Kol Hadash Humanistic Congregation in conjunction with Repatriation Studios. I'm Ken Burke, and thank you for listening.